Welcome to Prose and Context, a podcast about life-giving teaching by the English Department at Lexington Christian Academy. Mind the Gap. Can the study of art in a museum context help young students with their own reading and then creative writing? Hello, my name is Rebecca Lafroy. I teach 7th, 8th and 9th grade um, English at Lexington Christian Academy. Um, And I'm going to be talking about some research that I conducted in my previous school, in part for my Master's in Education. Although, as you can probably tell from my accent, I'm British, I was fortunate enough to actually do quite a lot of my growing up in Brussels, and so completed the IB, the International Baccalaureate, at an international school there. My experience of the IB was hugely positive. I thrived on the creative, holistic and interdisciplinary approach to teaching the arts. I was therefore rather surprised when I started um, my job as an English teacher initially in the UK and discovered that there are distinct gaps between the arts. We teach in different buildings, have completely distinct curriculums and the subject names sit inside closed boxes on students' timetables. I asked myself... Why the gap? My interpretive case study therefore arose from two main perceived problems with our secondary English teaching. First, there seems to be a superficial gap between the art subjects in secondary school. Second, younger students tend to be taught a checklist approach to to reading and writing, rather than being encouraged to view a text in a holistic way, exploring more abstract concepts. I wondered whether some of the more abstract concepts which younger students so struggle to grasp, um, for instance, perspective, uh, symbolism, style, um, could be taught through some other perhaps more accessible art form, such as art in an art museum. And could what is learned there then be transferred back um, to analysing written text in the English classroom? I found Eileen Hooper-Greenhill's approach to museum learning compelling. The audience is always active, whether or not museums recognise this, she said. Furthermore, I was inspired by Kremen and Myhill's argument that teachers should avoid formulaic recommendations when looking at students' creative writing and instead see writing as a design process, which encompasses both word and image. Similarly, Bars and Cork take a more holistic view of creative writing and suggest that exposure to high-quality literature can help students to develop a wider repertoire of styles and a stronger sense of voice. So I wanted to see whether learning about abstract concepts through art in an active environment, like an art museum, as well as exposing students to high-quality literature that plays with design, so to speak, could push them in their own reading and writing. The Fitzwilliam Museum in Cambridge, UK, was an excellent place to carry out the base of my research and provided a very positive learning environment for the students. It's a very grand building set right in the middle of the Cambridge Colleges and they have a very extensive educational um, programme, which is really quite impressive. So one afternoon, with about 20 um, sixth graders in tow, we packed our bags and headed to the museum. We spent about two hours in the museum and through engaging interactive activities, we explored how artists can use perspective, symbolism and style in their work. And we considered what effect this has on us as the viewers. For our work on perspective, we used Alfred Elnor's On the Brink. For symbolism, Salvador's Rosa's Luminar Fragilita, Human Frailty. And for style, Monet's Springtime. 
Compared to being in an English classroom, the students were much more willing to share their ideas, admit mistakes and take risks in the art museum. Interestingly, they also had more confidence in interpreting art for themselves than they did a written text in an English classroom. Through follow-up interviews, I found that for some, this was because they found art an easier form to analyse because of the framing of the piece. It's all there in front of us, one interviewee told me. And it was partly because they felt more empowered to express their own interpretation of the piece in an open art museum space without tables, chairs, a whiteboard, and the implicit authority structure which inevitably exists in a classroom. In some cases, several of these positive learning behaviours and developed critical skills were then transferred back to the classroom when we came to look at narrative perspective, style and symbolism in written texts. Students were generally better able to understand that a written text has an author behind it after looking at how an artist makes deliberate decisions. This meant for some, uh, their reading analysis demonstrated more confidence and more insight. But interestingly, the most progress was actually shown in the students' own creative writing. After the museum visit, we reflected on how the artist had deliberately designed the paintings and then looked at some graphic novels, most notably by um, Sean Tan, who's well worth um, looking up, and how they play with design and text. In their final creative writing piece, the students made remarkable progress, making really sophisticated decisions in perspective, style and symbolism. 12 out of the 20 students scored higher than expected and many quite dramatically so. The interview suggested that this was because the students felt more willing to take risks in the classroom since the museum visit and so were experimenting with art and text for themselves. Furthermore, some had discovered for themselves that writing can be seen as a holistic design process and doesn't have to be a set of checklist boxes to fulfil. I've included um, images from stu- two students' work, which I hope you'll be able to see. Um, you can see a scrapbook-like image in one. And in his commentary, the student wrote, I made it look like it was an old geography book, and I also made it clear the narrator had ripped the pages out, because Bob, at the start, didn't know that the book would turn out to be an actual book. It was just a project for him. So this student, in his um, short story, uh, he told it from the perspective of Bob, who started um, just journaling, um, and then an unexpected figure came into his life, and an important event, winning the lottery, um, came about. So this scrapbook actually became a very important novel. Here the student's doing really clever things with form and with perspective. The second image um, shows another student's story of a red pen that comes alive halfway through her short story. Um, And in this image, you can see that the red pen also becomes alive in the text too, and it starts interfering with her own writing and her own drawings. Um, Both students in the examples I've just described um, are using perspective, symbolism and form in very clever ways, um, playing with reader interaction um, and reader perception. This research project encouraged me to take a step back and ask myself what it is that I really want to teach my students about reading and writing. I know I certainly want to avoid slipping into simplistic transmission of technical features. Instead, I want to help my students consider the design and constructed nature of a text. I want to see them discover the richness that can be found in paintings is right there in literature too. A picture may tell a thousand words, but a thousand words paint a picture. 
And certainly for this research project, this approach seemed to increase rather than deflate their attainment levels. So why the gap? I'm not sure. Why not encourage an English class to visit an art museum, or a music class to welcome a visiting author? If we want to teach our art subjects in a holistic, coherent way, surely we should find our fundamental common ground and use this to engage a whole variety of learners. If you'd like to read um, more about this research, uh, you can find my published paper in Volume 52, Issue 2 of the research journal English and Education. But really, I hope this has given you um, some food for thought to think about in your own classrooms. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Prose and Context, a podcast for life-giving teaching by the English Department at Lexington Christian Academy. Please subscribe to our podcast and come back again next week.